clapping. It's high noon, everybody. Hey, it's high noon. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. FM here in .sf, and uh, it's time for the AltaCast, or some call me Tim. It's just me and LaToya hanging out. But that's not going to be until 1 o'clock. The first hour, however, I'm going to play a CD from a local singer-songwriter named Deborah Crooks. This is called The Department of the West, and she gave me this CD when we were at the Balanced Breakfast Symposium at Hotel Utah, Two weekends ago. I'm so busy, it's just, it's crazy. And I'm like, when would, when was that awesome thing that happened? No, it was two weekends ago. At Hotel Utah, Stefan Aronson put together Balanced Breakfast all over the United States. They're amazing, helping out singer-songwriters, getting them to connect to each other. And she gave me her CD, so I said, hell yeah, I'll play your CD. But they were like, how do you get people to play your CD on the radio? And I was like, uh, you got a CD on you? <laughs> so... So this is Deborah Cross, the Department of the West. Uh, I'm kind of excited because it, it, it seems like she's going to be a little new agey. The, the picture is great on the cover. She's sitting in a chair and she's looking at clouds and everything's very purple. Uh, here are the, this is the list of the songs. Number one, Lit by the Mystery. Hell yeah, Deborah Crooks. Two, Let the River Do the Running. Uh-huh. Three is called Honey. Four is All Signs. Five, A Garden. Six, Department of the West. Seven, My New Suite. Eight, Long Roads. Nine, The Other Side. Ten, River Stones. And eleven, What the Land Will Tell You. We got a full album here. I'm really excited that we have time to listen to the whole thing. And then at one o'clock, we're going to have Latoya the Sheriff of Truth calling in. And we'll talk about what's going on in the world and Livable City and Sunday Streets, Phoenix Day coming up, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival Crawl, a success. Lots of comics came out. That was amazing. And we had a really fun time. And um, I'm excited. I'm hoping that more people are applying as we speak for the 8th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, October 8th through 15th, culminating in the Phoenix Day Block Party outside of Mutiny Radio, in the street. It's going to be amazing. And um, it is every year, you know. It always it always works out. And this year, hopefully, I mean, it will be. It'll be bigger, obviously, um, just because I've got a staff this year, <laughs> which is incredible. So things are good, people. Life is good. I was at the punch. I got to perform on the punchline on Sunday at a sold-out Father's Day show. Very excited about that. I had a great set. This weekend was great. Got to do a set at May's Oyster House with Hella Funny as well on Saturday night. Everything's going swimmingly. Last night at Vinny's in Concord. So, like, I mean, I'm performing every day. <laughs> and I, tonight, I've got OMG at 6 o'clock. And then at, at 8 o'clock, I'm at Taupe in North Beach. Again with Hella Funny. Love those guys. And I can't wait to do Condor again, which is a Monday night show. They asked me to do it last night, but I was already booked. You know how it goes, folks. But, uh... Yeah, let's listen to Deborah Crooks, and I'm excited to bring her to Mutiny Radio. Thanks for listening. I don't want to see a ghost. I got plenty on my mind. But then... 
Are you tired? Hey guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to see if that's a problem with our CD or with her CD or our player. Because that, it just sounded weird, right? It sounds weird to me. So I'm going to mess around with it and hopefully we'll come back with Deborah Crooks. Hey Deborah, I hope it isn't your CD. I hope it's, well, I don't hope it's our technology, but. As you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit. I don't want to see a ghost. I got plenty on my mind for this one lifetime. our technology right oh my god what a nightmare and now i'm gonna go back and play another one on the other cd and see if we can 
So now we're just now we're just diagnosing problems here in the studio. I'm like, why why are things breaking? It's just entropy. I get it. Things break down over time. Not everything lasts forever. Not even a CD player or a board from 1974. Let's try this. The horse is still in its crown. Swallow pauses on the roof. February snow might not melt this year. Love will have to find its own proof. Can laugh and cry about time. i 
came apart filed for divorce built a big road and buried their horse put up a long fence across from the pond and feel the clover one day you come home find it's all over
Oh 
Without a pattern. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. 
Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Right. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on, I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not, true entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to who's that live.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true production. <laughs> Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best com comedians from around the bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog-friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. .fm. Here in .sf. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. 
unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho... Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking public schools. <laughs> In the tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, who's that? <laughs> Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey I'm your host, Benjamin, here, hanging out in the stew. She's going to give me a call at 415-550-0511, so don't you do that right now. Don't do that, because she's going to do that. Uh, it's been a pretty great week in my world. Pretty good week. <laughs> I had a lot of shows. A lot of shows. It was really great. I, like, don't even remember... Thursday. No, I do. Bar and Dolores was popping. It was crazy. Uh, and then 
Friday was the Comedy Crawl start at Barbary Coast at 6, and that was lit, literally, because everyone was smoking pot. That's at Barbary Coast on Mission in between 5th and 6th, where we have an open mic on Sundays now, the danker side of comedy, with Dakota Price, and that is at 6 o'clock every Sunday at Barbary Coast, and it is a great place to hang out. They have an amazing smoking lounge. It is so fun, and it's so fun to do shows there because you just smoke pop the whole time, <laughs> and there's dabs. Oh, my gosh. I love dabs. <laughs> okay, so that was the comedy crawl, and then we went to OMG, and that was great. And then on Saturday, we did the crawl, and we had the three shows at Atlas Asiento and then here, and it was awesome. All these comedians came out to support, and it was super fun, and everyone got T-shirts, and we walked around and listened to everybody be really funny. It was great. And then Saturday night, I got to do a show. I got to do a 10-minute set at May's Oyster House with Hella Funny. And that's an amazing show. Oh, my gosh. So fun. So many people. I love performing in front of big audiences. And then Sunday, Father's Day, speaking of big audiences, uh, first I went to Barbary Coast, the Danker side of comedy, at 6 o'clock. And I had a really fun set there. And then I went to the punchline, and it was sold out. And so I thought, oh, I'll never get up, you know. But I got up. They chose me. I got to go up third. And I did seven minutes, and I did really well because I'm prepared right now. And it was fun. It was sold out. There were so many people. I had so much fun. I love performing so much. I love it. I just love it. And I love access to stages. And then last night... I was at Vinny's. I was here at Joke Workshop at 6 o'clock, and then I left to go to Concord for me and Dave's show, and it was awesome. And I met all these great people, and they got on my Insta, and we hung out and had beers and played pool. Yay, shout out to Gabby and Dan and Pepper and Helene and Dana. Yay. I'm so excited for all of you. And... um. And this Dan guy plays magic. I'm like, Magic the Gathering, let's play. Okay, so Conquer was really fun, and I'm really, really glad I went out there. And again, I had a really good set, and I'm really happy about it. And everyone was like, you're so funny, you're so funny. And I'm like, I'm so funny, I'm so funny. I am funny. I like telling jokes. I do, I do. I really, really love telling jokes. And so tonight, you can come to my open mic at OMG at 6 o'clock, two for one Wells, and the hottest bartender in San Francisco, Jessica. Oh, my God, she's so beautiful and amazing and just incredible wonderful love omg tuesday night six two for one wells free show super fun your friends from mutiny radio see all kinds of great people hey i i'm gonna be there i was just at the punchline i got to headline cobs on mother's day come on get to see me for free and then at eight o'clock tonight i'm on taupe which is a hell of funny show so woo taupe tonight and then tomorrow We've got Mars Bar at 7, but then I've got Comet Club at 8. It's celestial for me tomorrow. Mars Bar and then Comet Club. Uh, so yay me and the comedy that's happening in my life. And the I'm so grateful to be able to perform for audiences. Thank you for booking me and letting me perform. Because I really, 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 really love telling jokes. More than anything else, I think, right now. Yes, I was just thinking, I was like, sex? Nope, comedy beats it. If I had to choose for the rest of my life between comedy and sex, I would choose comedy. There she is, 
There she is. Hello. Good afternoon. Oh, is that, is this Toya, the Sheriff of Truth? Yes, it is. Uh, is it? Who 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 just who called into four one five 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 zero zero five one one? Uh oh, I don't know, but that is not me. Ah, wrong number! Yay! Okay, that was fun. Wrong number, because that was not Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. They were not calling four one. There we go. This is Toya. It is. Your voice sounded... Okay, hi, Toya. Hi. <laughs> I, you sounded like... You did not sound like yourself. Oh, I might be stopped up a little bit. Oh, um. you got the thing. So a lot of people got it this week. It's not COVID, but people got colds again. Isn't that wacky? I know, like... Oh, yeah, like I I have... Well, we had happy past Juneteenth, and so we had a Juneteenth event here in Bayview, and it was that wind, that cold wind, getting oh. people sick. So, yes, it is a summer cold. Not COVID. No, no. It's um, a lot of people have it. Um, a couple of my comedy buddies all have the stuffiness, sore throat, no fever, but just feeling crappy, but tested negative for COVID. So I'm like, wow, other funny bugs and diseases still exist in the world. Wow. Yeah, I I noticed sometimes, like, I noticed when I was sneezing yesterday, I was, like, hoping that, oh, no, I hope, you know, 2020 did a number on a lot of people. Whenever you see someone sneeze, you turn around, you're like, do they think I have COVID? Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm a little bit stopped up, so, but I'm mobile. I'm not achy or anything like that, so that's a good thing. Good. And how's everything else going in the in the world of uh, how was the Juneteenth everything event? Everything else, other than the world being on fire. So, um, like I was saying, we had a great uh, Juneteenth event um, in the Bayview, and then there was also one in the Western Edition on Saturday. Awesome. And so, yesterday I had the day off, recognized Juneteenth by cleaning up and buying black and uh, getting a cold. Yeah. Um, so how did you, um, J- Juneteenth, this, this is funny. So at the punchline on Sunday, everyone was like, oh, it's sold out. That's so weird. And I said, well, it's a three-day weekend. And three different white comedians were like, a three-day weekend. And I was like, it's Juneteenth, you white oppressive motherfuckers. And they <laughs> laughed and laughed. Three different white comics all were like, but why is it? It's because the punchlines usually always sold out on a three-day weekend because people want to party and they can stay out on a Sunday and so that show sells out so the comedians can't go in and they all stand outside and huddle in the cold. And um, and it was so funny to have to explain to a bunch of white men <laughs> what was happening. I was like, you fake woke motherfuckers. You have no idea what, none at all, federal holiday. And they're like, well, it's brand new, right? It's brand. I'm like, no, it's kind of like 250 years old, but... You know, <laughs> it's new, like slavery. Right, oh, exactly. So it was that was a cute little thing to. I got to mansplain to some, <laughs> to some people about. Thank you, uh, Pam, for educating those who do not know. But what's also sad is there's also people within the black community that don't know 
about Juneteenth either. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, I know I wasn't taught, and it wasn't taught in the curriculum where I went to school. Oh, no, and not I, us either. A lot of schools didn't teach about that. So it was one of those things. That, well, Texas was the one that started celebrating, and it became a uh, state holiday, whereas I believe um, a lot of the places are closed in Texas during Juneteenth. Um, because if, for those who don't know the story, obviously – News traveled very slow in the eight, in the 19th century, and so in Texas there were still slaves. So after the Emancipation Proclamation, and so it wasn't until uh, Juneteenth, June of 1865, that they got the news of us being free. So yeah, it is a very important part of American history, and. Can People you, need to recognize it. Can you imagine? It's just because news traveled so slowly. That's just today, like, someone would have an Instagram post immediately and everyone would know, right? There'd be a TikTok. They'd be like, whoa! But, but back in 1865, they, they, didn't, get the, they didn't get the memo. Exactly. <laughs> the facts didn't come exactly. through. There wasn't a telephone. There was, like, a Pony Express. And I'm sure the letter got lost twice. I'm sure there was, like, a... <laughs> Right there, you know what? <laughs> I just got a visual after you said that, like, you know, the <laughs> the fact that two years after the fact of um, Freedom's Eve, which is on January first, eighteen sixty-three, the fact of the is, like, it the letters probably got lost on purpose, you know? Like, right, of course it lost did. The letter again. Oops. I didn't I actually. I didn't. I w- I've never been aware of where the slavery border lines were because. I know California never had slavery, did we? No. I guess we enslaved no, the Chinese people. No, but there were people, people that did bring their slaves, but there are also a lot of slaves that did escape. And mind you, California is the newest, well, one of the newest states in contrast to uh, Alaska and Hawaii. Right. Um, so, I mean, by in the 1840s, you know, this was still part of Mexico, uh, I believe it wasn't until the 1850s where um, California, California resigned its statehood and where, you know, the white the white folks took California from the Mexicans. So. Right. <laughs> right, when we stole the land and said, oh, this is manifest destiny. Finally, see the shining sea. We did it. This was ours because we said so. Um, here's a question because you brought up Alaska and Hawaii. What do you think the chances of Puerto Rico ever becoming a legitimate state? Do you, do you think that that's something um, that might ever happen? Or do you think it's a good idea? Probably not in our lifetime, because here's this. Um, there was, a, when I went to Puerto Rico about seven years ago, part of them did want to be part of the statehood, you know, because you know, they though they are a territory, you know, the fact of the matter, they, they, they still have to pay taxes and all this stuff, but yet they still cannot be recognized and vote. Right. I don't think that's fair. No, of course not. They're paying taxes. No, I haven't checked about how Puerto Ricans feel about this seven years later. But, I mean, you have, you know, U.S. Uh, government officials that are in Puerto Rico that work as government officials, yet they are not able to vote. And I think there's also, this is my conspiracy theory, I think another reason why they don't want 
Puerto Rico to be recognized as statehood is like it they're afraid that it might tend to vote on the democratic side. Um, And that's another reason. And then of course we have the good old fashioned racism that goes along with it. You know, the fact that, well, this is an Island of colored people and we know how colored people vote and said, you know, because in some people's eyes, you know, everyone's a monolith when it comes to people of color, when that's not true. So I think there's that. And, of course, we also get our our goods and stuff and fruits and what have you from Puerto Rico. So I would would want Puerto Rico as the 51st state, and I think they should be. Well, right now it seems that we are actually like England. We are a colonizing force. And now they have taxation without representation. And I believe that was what we founded our country on. And the reason that we broke from England was that we were angry about paying taxes and not having any representation in the government. And so we all got poo-pooed up in our our panties in a bunch and uh, started a revolution. Whereas the hypocrisy is so blatant and obvious, but we just don't even recognize it at all because we're literally colonizers of Puerto Rico right now and taxing them. I just, I think that's kind of, I don't know, wrong <laughs> because of what you we know, supposedly built on. like a lot of people tend to shit on the Caribbean uh, countries. Like we can even talk about my favorite topic and talk about is like, of course, Haiti, whereas unfortunately, due to Haiti winning the revolution in 1801, why do they have to pay France reparations when it should be the opposite? Interesting. You know, same like with Jamaica um, as well. Because it's all, yeah, it's all colonization and slavery from the you know, 16, 17, 1800s, and then there's sort of a leftover attitude. I, you know what, and maybe that's what what needs to change, is that we have this attitude about people who were post-slaves, and, and we continue that. That's like, that, that's like the white like racism inherent in all of us, that somehow we denigrate those who came from a slave culture but how how dare we when we're the when we're the ones that did it you know like it's it's, i i don't understand i just don't understand how to how to change people's mind about you know what's funny is people even yesterday you had good old-fashioned white supremacists taking on the fact of you get a free holiday because it's juneteenth and what it's about you know it's just so funny. It's just like, even though it is considered a black holiday, it is a federal holiday to the point of like, well, that means your white butt also gets a day off. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think wins. on Juneteenth, people of POC should get the day off and all the rest of us should be working our asses off. I think the white people need to step up on Juneteenth. Maybe we could work for the mail so we could make things move around more quickly. 
And it, <laughs> the, the institutionalized yeah, it, the institutionalized racism in our in our society is a huge problem, and I see it starting to dissipate with the new kids, and also like with the, the these gen these Gen Zers or these Zoomers or whatever they're calling them, they all eat ass. They're all gay. Like, all of them. They're all so cool with it. They're like, yeah, we're queer. It's great. They're like, gender, why do we have to do that? We're all, we're all non-binary ass eaters. What What do you want? And so that sort of starts disestablishing the stigma of uh, LGBTQ plus people that live in the United States. I mean, I think we see the pendulum swing backwards and forth, like, Sometimes in me- recently in media, there was a lot of like gay, 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 gay. And then all the Republican people got all freaked out. Whoa, gay, whoa. And there is also some like internalized prejudice that continues to exist because of the demonization of their sexual, of their gender. Absolutely. And all of that still exists too. So it's like, and I think the two are intertwined. Because it's, I, yeah, anyways. I, I think just, the difference is, you know, they've never gotten off our backs when it comes to trying to get our civil rights. And going back to the LGBTQ, this, gives, this has given me the 2004 effect 20 years later, or 19 years later, you know, because all of a sudden, you know, you have this whole, Oh my God, drag queens winning the kids! Oh, oh my right. God, drag queens! Oh I'm my like, dear God, did we go through this in our lifetime? Not that long ago. That's one of the reasons why George W. Bush won in 2004 was the, the homophobia. Right. You know, we got stuff. We got to worry about family, family values. <laughs> and right. it's just like now it just seems like recycled material <laughs> all over again. I'm like, I don't know. It's just weird. Well, and I love drag queens, and I love costuming, and I love playing with gender, and I love the fun and campiness that surrounds it, and it's like, fucking, I, I, I'm trying to think of, of ways in which I still have internal bias and prejudice, because I know that I must. Um, and unless we acknowledge it, we can't change it. So I'm happy it's Pride Month. I think it's great. But I'm also, I'm also really, I have to be honest, I'm really nervous about large gatherings because crazy shit is happening. I've, I've seen more people screaming in the street in the past three days than I have in a long time. Like, I've seen at least... At least six in the past two, three days since Sunday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I was on the bus today, so I didn't see, I didn't walk today, so I didn't see anything crazy. So Sunday, Monday, two days, I saw at least six people that were completely unhinged, screaming on the street, flailing about. One guy threw something in the, kind of like a can, but it was like filled with stuff. And I've been, it just, it things... There's a, there's a palpable, like, energy happening. There's, like, a palpable negative vibe that's sort of washed over 
stuff right now. And, and I'm nervous about large gatherings of people in San Francisco for pride. And maybe that's, yeah, because I, I, you also, you know, you have a lot of unhinged people out here now. And then I don't care what anyone says. You could be in the most liberal, LGBTQ-friendly thing. That doesn't stop people from, like, another town or someone that lives in the city that, that you know, to coming out right. to become violent. Exactly. Well, just like that crazy um, pro-life rally that they had right in front of our city hall where they bust in. I can't tell you how many buses they had. I mean, I can estimate. I'm going to say there were at least 50 buses. And so each bus has, what, 100 people. So that was, there were 5,000 people that got on buses and came into our city to have a pro-life rally. And it was so many people, and they were so mobilized. And I'm like, this is what you spend your money on, you rich motherfuckers. This has nothing to do with you. Go, go back to Modesto. Don't come here and tell me what to do with my body. Anyway, I, I, it, it was really that pro-life rally was offensive to me. I, I found it really funny, and I'm actually I'm gonna be, I'm gonna probably give the opposite opinion. I actually was glad that they came, and here's why. Because sometimes we're all in our own bubble and don't even realize it. Mm. And it's nice to confront those people that are not in the bubble. So with that being said, at the pro-life rally, you had those who were pro-choice. And I liked that. Instead of us all thinking that, you know, hey, all these pro-lifers don't live here in the city or, you know, we're protected because we're in San Francisco. No fetus um, will be protected here. <laughs> it's open season sorry, okay. on fetuses in San Francisco. No, I don't mean to be it's, callous about it. Um, it's, an, it's, an, it's an enormous decision, and it's a choice that one has to make because it, it, it can affect you for the rest of your life. Having a child affects you for the rest of your life, and, mm-hmm. it, and making that decision is a huge one. And, you know, it's, it's – and it's – Absolutely, completely personal, I think. Because, don't I mean, yeah, I can't imagine. I, I agree. Who else, who my, else knows I anyone like else's life? You've, the enemy. You've no I, like, I like being in someone's face, trying to educate them or have a banter with them instead of just being on social media. I like to see my, you know, my enemy face to face. Sure. I, I like to see how idiotic they sound. And how the hypocrisy is. That's why I don't mind. And plus, it is their right for freedom of speech. That's true. Just like it's our right for the freedom of our bodies as well. So, because I remember seeing some of the signs of all the pro-lifers and the the, the freedom signs. And at the same time, it's just like, it's quite funny. You're talking about freedom, yet you're trying to control one's body, which that is the opposite of freedom. So right. let me confront you on that instead of hiding behind a screen. Right. You know, and, and, that, I mean, I just, I, I like confronting the enemy. And they're, <laughs> they're saying their stance is that it's a moralistic choice because it's murder. And if you're talking about the moralistic choices of it, then you're getting back into, well, ch- 
the division of church and state. Why does the church, why does anyone else's moralistic view have any bearing toward my choices? It doesn't. It shouldn't. You believe what you believe, that's your body. You believe in God, you think you're going to go to hell because you have an abortion, have a baby. Good stuff. You believe it, great. But don't tell that to other people. Exactly. It's it's there. So but that's, then, it makes me so wacky, wild Kool Aid style because I'm like, it is clearly for me an issue of separation of church and state, and that Roe v. Wade was overturned is abhorrent because I feel like we should go back to that crux that we uh, let's look at the Constitution. What do we what do we base our whole you know, when people, they're like, they go back, they're constitution originalists and they go back to it and they say, well, we really need to follow the letter of the constitution. Well, then let's do that and let's have a separation of church and state. And if that's the case, then we need to shut the fuck up about these gay people. We need to shut the fuck up about abortion because those are your moralistic values that you are putting on people who don't necessarily share them. And anyway, I, I there's so many stories I've heard from gay people that grew up in the church that hid for so long and still and now they still believe in God and stuff but it, it was so hard for them because they were constantly told that what they were was wrong and that there's some magical way to change that pray the gay away and all that kind of stuff and that's on like the the making of a being on the to have an external force that says who you are is wrong. I, I don't know. I just think that's, it's just not, it doesn't give people the ability to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Like if we tell them from the time, and we're like, you can't live the life the way you want because you're morally wrong. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox. And with, and with those people, one thing I always like to, you know, <laughs> When I'm getting caught with a pro-lifer and they're having a conversation, one of the things that I love to bring up is, so how do you feel about the death penalty? Ah, smart. And then that kind of shuts them up a bit, or they'll try to deflect. Well, if it was a murderer, it's an eye for an eye. But I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's still a life. Right. Correct? You're killing a life. Mm. So exactly. it's just like you, it's the hypocrisy. Right. So my thing is, I don't know too many pro, well, I don't know too many pro-lifers, but I haven't seen or heard too many pro-lifers who are actually pro-life or right. not for the death penalty. Exactly. It's just, I just find it kind of funny. And that, and that conversation usually does shut pro-lifers down. Well, <laughs> I have that one joke about Texas, right? And I haven't done it in a long time. Um it's like, ah, you know, Texas and their abortion rights, it's just so wacky to me because they love capital punishment. You know, but they but they hate abortions. It's like pick a lane. Abortions are just fun size murders. Or no, abortions are just fun size executions. I think you I thought thought you'd like those. Um and yeah. So but they don't. They don't they're like abortion's bad. But killing people, good. So, uh, anyways, the hypocrisy is—it's our country is just rife with, and none of us read anymore. And ev- I mean, I do, but and everyone's on TikTok, and everything is just visual, visual, visual. It's 
<sighs> I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just, I feel like this old woman. I'm just watching the world fall apart. And I, I feel like I know how I think if people could unplug, like I, I don't have internet at my house anymore. And, and there's many reasons why, but I'm infinitely happier without internet at my house. I, I, it's unbelievable. Like I, when I want to work, I come to the station to work because there's internet here. I know what I need to accomplish. I accomplish it. I'm here. I'm at work. This blurring the lines between work time, personal time, life, time, what is your, all the, it's, the internet, it blurs it too much for me. Like having access to, like I, I start to lose the concept of time because everything's so fast. It's like, and everybody forgets everything. You know, it's like everything's so momentary. Boom, 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 boom. And and everyone's staring at their phone. And if they miss it, they miss it. It's gone. And and you see everything, but you're not experiencing anything, you know? I don't know. So yeah. So now I'm um I don't and the thing is I, I lost I don't have I don't have I didn't have a Netflix password anyway. So I I mean and and I realized when I was having the internet that I was having the TV on, like if I was home. I would just sort of have it on scrolling just in the background. I don't want to do that. I want to be focused on what I'm focusing on, you know, whether it's if I'm reading a book or if I'm cooking or if I'm petting the cats or writing or, you know, constructing whatever I'm constructing. I've been writing some poetry lately and stuff. But and that came out of the reason I started writing poetry again is that I don't have I don't have any TV. So when I want to when I want to like do me time, it's different events now, you know, and I, and I like it so much better. So, yay. I have to have my internet, but, um, my thing is I don't check my social media every day. I, you know, I might check it maybe like three to four times a week. Um, it's not something that, you know, because I just, uh, I mean, though I do like watching things on YouTube, yes, and I do like social media. I do have a TikTok account, but I don't scroll through it. I'm more, I mostly on Instagram, and then if I'm on Facebook, it's because I'm communicating with old friends or family, not for social media pur- purposes. And plus, the Facebook demographic is much older, yes, so I would fit more. Are. I'm we fitting into the more of the Instagram, which I don't mind. I, I actually think Instagram is fun, but it's also not something that I check every single day because it, it's not, I don't make it a, an important part of my life. Right. Um, I have been scolded by friends because I hadn't checked my messages, <laughs> but you know, that's because I'm not on it every day. Right. And then if I'm scrolling through my social media, I probably maybe, maybe I'll say 20 minutes tops. If that, if, um, and then I get bored and then I'm like, okay, on to the next one. Like, or let's see what's going on in the real world. Or I'll probably read something on the, you know, of course I'm a news junkie. So yeah, that's no, see, that's, something, so that's, that's different you know. for you. You're, you're looking at different things. I think that the, the, the Instagram and the Facebook are so toxic personally for me because it's all the comedy. And so all I get bombarded with all day, if I'm on it, which I'm choosing not to be, is and and it's also it's me too. I mean, I have a billion shows, so it's not just it's, but it's I just 
it's so hard for me to constantly be immersed in the best versions of everyone else's life because my own personal issues of YOLO and not YOLO of FOMO and of, um, you know, not, it, not feeling like I'm doing enough or doing the right things or being on the right show. It, it basically just puts me into like an existential tailspin that I don't need to be in. And if I don't interact with it, it doesn't happen. So it's one of those things where like, wow, I've recognized that social media has contributed to worsening some of my mental health issues. And so I, as trying to be as healthy as I can, have to step away from it because, and maybe not forever, and I'm not like stepping away. I'm posting every day because obviously I run seven shows. I run, now we, now Mutiny Radio has seven shows a week. So it's like, there's a lot going on and I have to, I want to keep people informed of, of what I'm doing, but I really don't have time to pay attention to what other people are doing. <laughs> maybe that's what's going on is that I have to cocoon myself in my narcissism because if I allow myself to dip my toe in the pool of everyone's narcissism, I just crumble. So mixed metaphors aside, that's how I feel about social media right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I know like some, like, like I'm some, I'm on Twitter sometimes or what have you. I just feel like I don't want to, I feel like sometimes the things that I'll be looking at are repetitive, but I'm also at the same time, I have friends that live all over the place. So it's right. nice to see what they're up to and how they're doing and their families. And that's actually the majority of reasons why, I, especially on Instagram, that I enjoy that. But again, you're, you're not going to have me scrolling for two hours. Right. <laughs> They call it into other people's lives. I mean, they call it 20 minutes scrolling. max, you know, and it's my way of also saying hi, hello, because I'm not, I'm also not like a person that calls on my friends constantly right, or right. they do the, or the same thing. I'm part of that generation where I will text you yeah. to see how you're doing. I don't probably have time to have an hour conversation but I'd still want to let you know that, hey, I'm watching, I'm listening. If it's not me texting you, it's either me seeing you on a social media platform saying hi, hello. Right. You know, quick and easy. Letting you know that I still care, I'm still there. So that's, you know, besides calling, like, you know, how we used to do things. Or writing a letter. Right, writing, <laughs> dear God, really writing. I love, I love letters. Have I, have I told you about the, have I informed you about the bus boy? Have no. You, you, have you heard about? Have you heard any of the busboy saga? Uh, no. Okay, so a couple Fridays ago, I was running the door at Doc's Clock, and I got off, you know, at like two twenty, and I get on the fourteen bus, and on the fourteen bus at like two twenty in the morning, on stumbles a skateboard army, seven guys, all under thirty five, hot, 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 right. And they're loud. They're going, they, they're out of a bar. They've been having fun. They're doing something. Something is happening with these boys. So I'm listening. I'm overhearing their conversation. And I had been microdosing a little bit of shrooms because, you know. 
And I, I was like three whiskeys in. I, I was running the door, so I try to keep it together when I'm running the door. Anyways, it's like 2.30 on the 14 bus going home. Skateboard Army. So they start talking about they, they want to go to the power exchange, you know, the sex club downtown. And I get up out of my seat and I go over because one of them's super cute. And I sit down and I go, oh, you don't want to go there. And he goes, why? I go, because you'll be the belle of the ball. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, okay, so you know how like you're really good looking? Okay, nobody else there looks like you. <laughs> I'm like, you're like, t- here we go. Like, and so I'm talking to them about the power exchange. I'm like, don't, seriously, it's not, you're not gonna, what you think it is, is not what it is. Like what you think it is, is better in your brain than what really happens in real life. You're not gonna wanna, ugly people have sex too, okay? And so I'm talking to these guys and then, unprompted they all start cheering pam is hot pam is hot whoa okay so thanks god didn't know that was on my bucket list to have seven hot guys chanting that i'm hot on the bus at 2:30 in the morning um and then i'm you know blushing and i'm being silly and the kyle guy they all start going we i didn't know his name yet they all start chanting give him your number give him your number so i give <laughs> This guy, Kyle, the cute one with red hair and a beard and anyway, um, just so hot. And I, so I give him my number and he's texting me all night. I didn't know they went to the crazy horse to, to go see strippers. And I don't have a problem with that. I love the crazy horse. Mark Neuer used to be the general manager of the crazy horse. He used to live there during the pandemic. You're welcome. So I go home and he's texting me and he writes all these things to me. And one of them is because, oh, I gave them the rest of my shrooms too. I was like, you guys want these shrooms? They're like, yes. So they went to the strip club on shrooms, which I, and they were just, it wasn't that much that I gave them. Anyways. So he's, he, the last text he gave me was at like 4.20 in the morning. And it was like, I'll see you soon, future lover. And I was like, oh my God, this guy, right? And so we texted back and forth a little bit and he was supposed to come to one of my shows, but he couldn't make it. And then he texted me. He was supposed to come to a different show on the Thursday night, and he didn't make it. And it was the morning, and he texted me and said, oh, I fell asleep last night, something. And I said, hey, man, I'm going to erase your number. I don't, I, you know, I was hoping we could hook up. It doesn't look like it's going to work. You don't have to, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I'm, just so you know, I'm erasing your number. But have fun and good stuff. I think, I don't even remember, I don't even remember what you look like. I put this all in the text. I'm like, I don't remember what you look like. I think the moment has passed. Send. <laughs> right away, he sends me a picture of himself, a selfie. This is on a Friday morning. And I'm like, holy fuck, this guy is so cute. I have good taste. Because I'd forgotten what he'd looked like, right? It'd been a week. <laughs> and so I texted him back, holy shit, you're cute. All right. And so then we like sexted all day back and forth. You're going to be so proud of me. And he zipped through his work. He got his work done early. And he came to my house on a Friday afternoon. Not last Friday, but the Friday before. He came to my house. Uh-huh. And um, and I opened the gate. And it wasn't weird at all. And I saw him again. And I was like, this guy. And I was like, I'm attracted to this guy. And I remember that uh-huh. night. And I was like, I... I, I'm when I'm drunk, I have I have good taste because guys hit on me all the time. I realize, but usually they're old and ugly. This guy is smoking hot. Okay, so he shows up at my house. I open the door. I look at him. I'm like, hi, and then we make out. And I bring him inside. I'm like, welcome to my house. And we get into my creepy elevator, and then we make out in the elevator, and it's so cool. And we get upstairs, and then 
clothes are gone, ripping clothes off, totally hooked up, hung out for like, and I was like, I have to be at a show at 5.30. He's like, I'll drive you. And so we like uh, hung out. Yes, okay. Yeah, this so all great. of this is good. And he's like in my house and he's like, can I take some pictures? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, my friends won't believe your house. It's so cool. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, and you're, you're so much like me. It's unbelievable. Like my my room looks like this with all this stuff and, and books and stuff. And he's like, can you read? And he's like, you read your poet? And I was like, uh-huh, I'm a poet. And uh, he's like, I love, I love poetry too. So... Then he drops me off and he had a night with his friends because one of his friends was leaving out of town. So one of his friends was leaving for town for six months. So he, had, he was partying with those people all weekend. But on Saturday, I said, hey, I've got this comedy show and it's right in your neighborhood because he told me what he lived I w- in the sunset or whatever. I said, I'm at the hearth. But I already went up, blah, 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 blah. He moved heaven and earth. He left his group of friends, came to the hearth, hung out for the last comedian, drank a beer with me, we went outside, we had a cigarette, we made out, and, and he was like, I have to go back to my friends. And I was like, that's cool. And I was like, what's up with that? Can I come? And he goes, no, I, they're not ready for me to bring a new girl in. They, they were really good friends with my ex-girlfriend, and we broke up like three months ago. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, no problem. I'm going to go home. I'm going to hang out with my friend Lauren, and this is my friend Lauren. Lauren, this is Kyle. Um, and he went to his friends, and I went home. And then um, he wrote me a poem on a, at the party he was at or whatever and took a picture and sent it to me. And so we started texting back and forth that night. And then the whole week he was working and I, there were a couple of days off of texts, but he was in, he was in LA this weekend. And so he sent me some pictures from LA and we did some, said some sexy things to each other, but now he's back. So anyway, this, that's the, that's the bus boy saga is that, oh, and he also said, he's like, nothing could be more flattering than to be in one of your jokes or for you to talk about me on stage or to write a poem about me and I was like oh, oh done God, and done cute. I was like you already worked your way into my closer like I, I'm allowed to talk <sighs> about this and he said just don't use my oh I just used his name on this but he he likes the pseudonym Miles um which I'm into or Kai because he surfs and he lived in Hawaii for four years and he skateboards dude he's so hot he took his shirt oh. he has he has so many awesome tattoos, like awesome, and stick and poke, and ones he's done himself, and weird shit, like just cool, like, and dude, he surfs, his body is like, whoa, and he's tall, and he has red hair, oh, he's gorgeous, he's, girl, he's hot, you better stop, I know, he's 31, 1992. 1992. He has a tattoo on his stomach in like thug letters that says established 1992, which is so cute. Oh my God. I want to eat him alive. He is like a little box of chocolates, but I don't think I fucked it up yet because I do have a tendency to overtext, and I have been doing that, but he doesn't seem to mind because he keeps getting back to me. So I've been saying some cringy ass shit, but you know, I'm just going to. I'm just going to try to be myself and own it. And, and even if he never calls me again, I've had so much fun already that it's great. I don't have, I'm not like, I don't feel weird. I don't feel like, anyways, it's been so fun and wonderful. We want him to call you back. Well, uh, uh, he, he will. But even if he doesn't, I mean, he texted me this morning, so I'm fine. But like, even if he, even if he just ghosted me, I honestly could feel like, secure and kind of cool about it because I was like I met a guy on the bus and f- 
fucking hooked up with him. That's a bucket list thing. Right? Oh, my. Go for it. I, that's what I think, too. And he's really respectful and really just, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to, it doesn't, it, it's fine because he can show up whenever he wants to show up to anything I do. But if he doesn't, that's fine. But I do want to, I do want to, I do want to hook up with him again, like, like as soon as possible. But it's like, but I can't because tonight I have two shows. Tomorrow I have two shows. Thursday, I think I only have one. Friday, I think I only have one. So there's always a Thursday afternoon delight or a Friday afternoon yeah, delight. Yeah, I know. I'm like, get out of work early. So, yeah, I mean, that's fun stuff, though. <laughs> you make me I... want to play that song now, too. <laughs> right. Du, du, du. Okay, now here's, the, now here's the underground menopause tip, though, that no one gave me and is terrible. And not terrible, but it's a thing I'm getting going to have to get used to. When you... And no one gave me the memo, of course, just like more tips from menopause because nobody told me. If you've never had a kid and you go through menopause and you are where I am now, your vagina gets tighter. That's the, that's that's it. That's I it's terrible. It was it hurt so much. It hurt so much. I felt like a 14 I felt like I was having sex for the first time. I'm not kidding you. It felt like breaking a hell. It was Wow, because I have I hadn't had sex in six months, so I actually this is fantastic. Uh, all week in this in the kitchen, I've gotten my dildos out and I've I've been having to practice. Like <laughs> I'm, seriously, I'm literally stretching myself out because he's very well endowed. A and now I'm tiny. I'm like it's like it's unbelievable, and it's it's menopause. It's I've lost elasticity in my hoo-ha and so it's gotten so much tighter that i i literally have to stretch it out so that's a kegel no kegels are terrible no more kegels no more it's too tight oh what i'm saying is it's too tight it's it's no kegels less kegels breathing i'm just saying that nobody told me this no doctor no nothing actually that's not true my doctor last time said that they can give me this crazy estrogen cream that I can put inside my vagina but I'm like I'm gonna put all this wacky cream inside my vagina like what if it's all like thick and ooky and goozy and what no I don't want so I'm gonna just breathe through it I'm gonna I'm stretching and I'm gonna (laughs) lots of lube and lots of breathing because ladies if you don't have kids and you go through menopause it is honestly I feel like a little girl he even remarked on it. He was like, he was like, I can barely get a finger in there. I was like, I know. Which, which on the other side of it, in the male's point of view, oh, that's awesome. Right? <laughs> I know. So it's just a strange, and I'm trying to write a joke about it, and I don't know how to do it yet. But I already told him about, we, he and I, and that's the thing is, I'm so like, I met him on the bus, I don't give a fuck, that I'm just like, unabashedly being Pam, like, you know, like no filter, just doing it because. And it's working. Well, what do I have to lose? Like, I just don't see the point. Your virginity. Right. I know my virginity. Exactly. My new, my new old lady virginity, but I just don't see the point in like pretending or being fake or I don't know. And I haven't even shared 
that much with him. Like I haven't showed him the YouTube video that I'm in. I haven't showed him the rent check video uh, so that he can see me act. And he hasn't seen me do comedy yet. So, um, and I'm not, it's not like I'm going to send him a tape from last night at the punchline. I'm not going to like, oh, Sunday I got up at the punchline and I did great. I did really well. So. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It'd been a long time, but. And congratulations to the redhead as well. Uh, I'm, and it's, I can't believe this guy likes me. Like it's, it's so weird to be like, I think he actually, he actually likes me. What? Like, I don't have to, I don't know. I don't have to pretend to be somebody else or whatever. I can just, I don't know. Beat myself. Well, I hope you get you some again this week. Oh my God, I need it. I'm so like, bad. I'm liking the way this story is going. Yeah, I mean, I'm liking this. I wanna, I mean, I wanna see what this guy's about too. I mean, I wanna watch him surf. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna watch him skateboard. I wanna, I don't know. I wanna see what he's about. But I'm not. I'm trying not to like. I also don't. I also want to use my own theories, right? Like the hourglass theory that every relationship has a finite amounts of sand in it. Like each sand is a moment and you have a finite amount of moments with people, whether you know it or not, you know, you don't know when friendships you can, maybe you can add sand when you have a friendship, you can like go to the beach together and add sand to your hourglass. But in most cases, uh, it's all finite, right? So a lot of people at the beginning of a relationship, they dump all their sand, right? They're like, I see you every day and I'm just mm-hmm. sleeping over at my house and we're seven days a week. And this is what I'm about. This is what my parents are about. This is what we've done. And, they're about, and, they're about, and it's like, you wasted your sand and almost, you can almost like get to these other places you didn't want to get. Like if you, if you just let the sand out in small bursts, it's like, it, it's going to last longer, I think. And, and then I can like ponder about the events that occurred rather than and I can be in the moment when I'm there. Anyways, I don't know. It just feels better. I'm fine. I feel, I don't know. I feel good about this. So that's weird. I haven't, you know, you know how I obsess over people and how weird I am. But it, it kind of sounds like this guy won't mind if I obsess over him. Like if he's okay with me writing poems. Because like I'm definitely, I mean, I need a new muse. My old muse is flown the coop. There is nothing left there. There's nothing to even, I can't even write sad poems about it anymore. It's just so boring. So <laughs> like, now we have a, we have a 2023 muse. So perfect time for the summer. Right. And I guess that 2.15 a.m. bus ride was you needed to take that bus for a reason. Right? Well, and that's the thing is that I, it was late at night. It was Doc's clock. Mm. I was, it, I mean, I took that shift because I wasn't booked. It, it, I mean, there's been all kinds of things lately that have been happening where I'm like, okay, I see synchronicity in things or I'm trying to be more fucking chill because all of the cool, weird shit that's happened in my life lately well and even it usually happens because I'm just not even like when I met we met Nikos in a parking lot in Athens Greece at 10 30 at night because I wanted to pee in the street like so weird and now like we're producing films together and I stay at his house and I love his family and I love Greece how did that happen we met in a parking lot 
Like, what? And the same thing with um, Busboy. Like, and it's so perfect because I love fucking Muni. I love Muni so much. This just adds fuel to the Muni happiness. Like, I, I, can't, I can't imagine. And, I, and I'm not, I don't want to like, I can dream, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be like, be my boyfriend. But I would love if I had a boyfriend and we were out somewhere and people was like, how did you meet? And we're like, on the bus. <laughs> it's like the best meet cute ever. Like, ever. And it's the first guy that I've, like, actually been attracted to that's attracted to me at the same time. I don't remember the last time that happened. Maybe Jonathan. Maybe that's been that long since I was, like, I am attracted to that person. Like, I want to eat them alive. They are super hot. And they're looking at me like that. That's... That's crazy. I, I'm just, I'm just so, and I'm just so, thank you, gods, whatever, up there for letting that happen. Because even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't happen, it's still been so good that I'm totally cool with it. Like San Francisco re-establishing its magic for me, you know. I lost you. Well, well, there. No, we go. I'm here. Okay, good. I um was just saying that, you know, it's sometimes just the luck of the draw, like, you know, depends where you are. And, well, I'm just hoping that you have more stories like this in the future with, with Redhead, with Rojo. I'll send you a picture of him. I, cause oh, I have, yes, I get to look and, and see how, how incredibly cute he is. Like, and you'll see, when you see him, you'll see exactly, he looks like, he looks like if the, the worst human being alive, who we know, who shall not be named, he's not the worst human being alive. It's just, you know, he doesn't, he didn't love me. Um, him and, and Jonathan, it looks like they had a baby. Like this guy that has red hair. They look, those two people look like they had a red haired baby. And, and it's, <laughs> he's exactly my type. He's exactly like, anyway, I've always wanted to be with a redhead too. Like it's always been like a secret dream of mine. Hey, what's okay. up? Um, well, you feel better. Do you want to close out with anything exciting? I'm sorry, I have all this exciting news. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess I'll do a little bit. Of, so actually, next week we will possibly have a guest awesome. next week um, who will be revealing next week. Uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, it'll be, uh, three, three ladies on the air and, um, and then, oh yes. And then come July, uh, July is our Bangra and Beach, uh, July 14th, uh, night market Ooh. and downtown on battery. Awesome. So, and, uh, the 30th. The 30th Valencia Sunday Streets. Do, 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 yep. do. It's going to be great. Mutiny Radio is going to be there. We're going to have comedy. Oh, yeah. Yes, July 14th. I was making sure I had this day right. Yeah, July, <laughs> July 14th. 14th. And, and then we have our Valencia, just what Pam was saying. Sunday yeah. Streets Valencia. Pam and Mutiny Radio will be down there. So, yeah. Yay. Well, you're the best. Um, I will send you these pictures. 
ASAP. I'm so curious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so curious. Now. Yeah, he is. I'll send you both. I like, I like, I like getting to live through my single friend's life. So I like to see what's going on in that. Oh, you'll hopefully, I mean, let's hope this guy's a keeper. I, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't mind keeping this one around a little while. I, I, I want, the thing is, I want to tout him around. I want everyone to see how hot he is. I want to be like, look, do you see what I pulled? This is, how is this? Look at this. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> I want to show, I got to, I mean, not literally, maybe a little literally, but I want to like fucking flex on these motherfucking comics with the hot guy. If, I, if he came to like bar on Dolores and like sat next to me and like we were kind of like, you know, kissy kissy and being all like touchy, you know, being all like hot for each other. Um, I can't wait to see people be like, oh, Pam, Pam is hot. Oh, look at that. Anyway, so. <sighs> okay, well, have the best week ever. And I'm really excited for you. Next hey, week. you too, sweetheart. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Looks mm-hmm. like it's going to be. Uh, well, thank you again. And this has been the AltaCast. And we'll be back next week. Yeah, we will. And Pam will have another naughty story for us. Uh, hopefully, Yay. hopefully. Okay, love you, love you, love you. Bye. Love you, babe. Bye. All right, friends, we did it. We did it all together. We had a phone call, and we had a great time. So we're going to be back next week. Come visit us, please, 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 at all of our shows that we have going on. Tonight, OMG, 6 o'clock, I'm at Tope at 8. Uh, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, Mars Bar, I'm at the Hall Club. Uh, Thursday, Bar on Dolores, 8 o'clock. Friday, here, Mutiny Radio, 6 o'clock. Saturday, Atlas Cafe, 2 o'clock. And Sunday, the Danker Side of Comedy at Barbary Coast on Mission at 6 o'clock with Dakota Price. And uh, yeah, thanks again for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. (laughs) 
Patrick go. Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. It's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free.